Yo, welcome back to The Spark. This is episode 14. I hope all yins are are well right now. I'm not due to the Steelers' loss from last weekend. At least the Brownies won't lost today. Um, hi, say hi, Tone. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Tone and Colin. No guests today. We're back at the original porch where we started this whole thing. And, um... Memories. If I sound lethargic, it's because I ate the most gigantic meatball hoagie you could even imagine before we started this. But today, um, we want to talk a little bit about time. And, um, you know, when you're dealing with anything, whether it's trauma-related, PTSD-related, mental health, depression... Just regular life stuff, time for adults is a big thing. The first, I know that I say this a lot, Tone, I don't know about you, but um, I always say, like, I, you know, I don't know if I have time to do that. I don't know if I have time to get to the gym today. I don't know if I have time to write. I don't know if I have time to do something. Do you think that that's common and maybe even um, over... Overused? Not overused, but like when you're dealing with... I think it's overused. Oh, you think it's overused? <clears throat> I do. What's that mean? Well, I, I mean, the first thing I hear from anybody, and that's on social media, in my personal life, I, the first thing I hear when I talk about stuff is, well, I, just, I don't have time. So, I mean, that's the first thing you can say, because what? Everybody has jobs. People have kids. Yep. You have events to go to. You have things to do. And then that's the first easiest way to get away from, oh, I can't, I would do it too, but I just don't have time. And I was probably that way at certain points in life. I mean, I always found time to do certain things. Like even when I was the busiest points, like I always found time for the gym. Um, when I started going through the healing phase and truly facing my trauma, like I remember thinking like there's, I can't make excuses up now. Time's not, shouldn't be an excuse at this point. Like I made sure I got my writing and I made sure I went to therapy and this is with work. This is with family stuff going on. This is with trying to be social because I'm forcing myself back into the social scene. And I still made time. It just didn't matter when. And maybe I got up 20 minutes before work to get the uh, writing in or maybe I... Stayed up 20 minutes later at night to get writing in or read a book, but I always made sure there was time. I mean, there's something I heard Arnold Schwarzenegger say in one of his videos. Arnold. Bring up a legend like him. Yeah. I mean, he talks about days when he was trying to succeed and he came here and he was bodybuilding, going to school and trying to get into acting. He said, you know, you have, what, 24 hours in a day. What, do, what does most people sleep? Six Six to eight hours? Yeah. <coughs> Adults. That's what you're supposed to sleep. I don't get that all the time. No. He said, so what are you doing with that other 18 hours a day? You only work for eight hours, right? Yeah. Some of us do work more. I mean, I know that as many days I work way more than eight hours. So you just have to find ways to fit it in. If you truly want to heal, if you truly have goals to open a new business or start a business or get a new job or lose weight or stop drinking, stop using drugs things like that you're gonna find a way and if it it could be as simple as like i said like maybe you don't have to you don't get up till seven because you work at eight well get up at six then yeah get up an hour earlier or get up at five i mean look at a lot of the people you watch on online when they talk about you know they came from 
you know, with the rocks that he had seven dollars in his pocket before he decided to start working. And the number one thing he says every time I watch any video of his is, "I am my cardio and gym workout," and before people were even out of bed. Yeah. So a lot of it just comes down to you have to find time to do that, and it's your decision. I mean, if you don't want to write and you don't want to heal and you're just gonna keep going, then I guess keep saying I don't have time but well, I think everybody has time to do stuff well do you think that the feeling of not having enough time is intensified when you're dealing with uh, you know depression or anything like that I, I feel like when stuff starts to pile up whether it's and again I don't know I'm looking from the outside in but you know just in regular general life things that happen things start to pile up so you know you have your work you have to kids normally or, or some sort of responsibility and then you know you pile on uh, all right now my shower's broken and then you pile on um it's there's two feet of snow outside then you pile on um maybe some credit card issues and then you pile on the fact that you're depressed wouldn't that make someone feel like there's no time for anything yeah, I mean, I think you do add stress yourself, but that again, that's when you have to look at things. Like, how do you get out, out of that? Is what I'm saying because I think it's easy <clears throat> game for plan. people to feel that way. I think it's very easy for people to do that, and I think it happens all the time that you you don't have enough time in the day. Well, one one thing I say now: how many people go look at your phone right now and see how many hours you spend on Facebook or Instagram? If you've ever noticed, there's at least one day a week I don't post anything. And there's a reason for that because I'm not – I try not to get engulfed into social media. I try not to – like that's – whatever you spend a week on it, that's – let's say you spend, I don't know, probably, probably some people spend five, six hours on social media a week, right? Oh, mine's ridiculous. <clears throat> so – I get a screen time update thing that tells you – That's what I mean. Everybody oh. has them on their what? Androids and all the smartphones have them, right? Yeah. Um. So look at that and figure out, okay, well, what am I doing on social, what am I doing on Facebook for five hours a week? That's five hours. That's a long time that you're on Facebook. What are you doing on there? Yeah. Probably just flipping through, looking at other people's lives and what they're doing, really. I mean, I get it. I'm on there a decent amount, too. But like I said, I make it a point one day a week. I don't post anything. I don't comment on anything. I try to respond to people that message me. <clears throat> But other than that, like I'm not, I just don't want to focus at least one day a week that I can stay away from it and not worry about it. And I get so much more done that way. And even with mine, it's a little different because like I'm responding to people and I got to do stuff on it. But the, the person that has a personal account that they're just keep looking at everything else, like you're taking hours a week right there. So maybe at bedtime every night you sit down and look at your phone for an hour, right? Why don't you read a book or watch? Watch a you know whatever. Watch some kind of video or do something. Sit down and journal. Write in your journal right before you go to bed. I'm sure that's going to help get a lot of things out of your head, which are gonna. Um, that's a funny commercial. Anyway, so um, you want to just find time when you have that going on. Like there's so many things you could cut out of your daily routine and be like, oh my, I have two extra hours a day now to do this or that. So you think you have to take a look, you have to take inventory of what you're doing overall, like in a week or a month, or what would you suggest? I'd say start with weekly, or you could even start with daily routines. Look no, at I'm your just daily. saying, like, you have to look at what you're doing overall. Mm-hmm. 
it's like, like the we screen always... time thing. And then from once you kind of figure out, you know, where your time is spent over a week. Now things are going to come up. Things are, but you like can't control all the, everything. generally you could take a look overall and then shave an hour here, shave 45 minutes yes. there. Is that what you're saying? But I'm saying take a look at the time you're spending on stuff that you probably don't need to. I'm not talking about that, you know, something that comes up with your kids or somebody in the family, something comes up. That stuff just happened. You can't control that. So you uh, you have to look at the stuff that, like, what's really benefiting you? Is sitting on Facebook for six hours a week really benefiting you? Probably not. Yeah. Well, I, I understand. Um, I just think that life happens so quickly that... Um, it can feel like that. We all feel like we don't have enough time. And, you know, especially over the past year, which I don't like talking about um, on here at least. Because this is supposed to be a place where we're talking about moving forward and progression and being healthy and stuff like that. But over the past year, I mean, everybody has, in some level, has been affected by what's going on nationally. Whether it's the pandemic, um whether it's anything politically going on, um, it's affected people drastically. It's still affecting people. Um, you know, there's no, there's no like end in sight even at this point. I mean, there's still, you know, there's vaccines and things like that, but I'm sure that I look around small businesses around here are closing at a rapid rate. Those all employ people that that could only add to any mental health stuff you're already going through. So you couple that with your losing your job with you. And I know people have lost their jobs that have worked for companies for 25 years. And because of this, I know people that have owned restaurants for 50 years, like the guy that we in the locally that came from Italy, started a restaurant 50 years ago, it's closing. So, you know, you add all of that to trying to make time to read a book or something. I'm just trying to figure out a way to get people focused on that. Because, like, I feel like that's easier said than done. Like, you just lost your job. You're depressed. You might have gone through some trauma. You might have PTSD. The news is saying everything they're saying. The There's people rushing the Capitol building, you know, all that stuff kind of snowballs and to tell somebody, well, just cut out 45 minutes of your day and read David Goggins or, you know, take 20 minutes to write. Like, how do you motivate somebody to do that when all this is going on? And I'll give you the easiest answer I can. I can't motivate anybody to do it. You can't motivate anybody to do it. I talk about this all the time. They, each individual, there was nobody that truly motivated me. Like I found I had support factors that I used to help me continue on. Yeah. But there was nobody that strictly said, you know what? This is what you need to do. This is how I'm going to do it. There's no, again, there's no shortcuts. There's no easy way about this. I can't motivate anybody. You have to look at yourself and whatever, find some kind of spark. So you lose your job and you're married with two kids. What, how does, let me ask you, how how does it benefit you to stop trying to continue forward? Does that help your kids? Does that help your wife? 
So you have to look at it that way. Like, okay, now I got to start looking at what kind of job am I going to have? Do I have um, a savings in place? Do I have anything like that in place to fall back onto? But at that point, you need to start continuing because, I mean, this is up to you. Do you there's, there's still jobs out there. So you have to decide how do you go about getting another job. I know the jobs are definitely not hiring as much as they usually do, things like that. But to sit and let yourself sink darker and darker into the darkness, you have to remember, like, is that benefiting your marriage? Is that benefiting your kids? Yeah. And these are things you as a person have to do. I remember whenever I really broke the ice and I saw what was going on in my life, it was, it was just like, my gosh, like, this is where I'm at. Like, how is this helping the future of my kids or my job or anything like that? And it wasn't. So it was up to me to find the spark and keep going and start doing these things. So again, it's going to come down to you. If you can't sit down and look at yourself in the mirror, and we I always say this, the hardest thing you're ever going to do is look in the mirror and try to figure out what you need to do or what do you need to do to better your life. And in this case would be, should you watch the news every night at 10 or 11 o'clock or whatever time the news comes on in your area? Well, at, right now, I say no. I don't watch it because I know what it's going to be. It's going to be nothing but negativity. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so how is that helpful to watch every night? How is flipping through Facebook every night looking at, you know, these pictures of what you just talked about, the, the pandemic, the, the election stuff? Is there really anything positive coming from that? So you can read all the stuff you want, but do you even know if any of this is true you're reading? So how is any of that benefiting you to move forward to help yourself mentally? Is that helping you get a job? Is that helping you get work on your resume? Um, is that helping you get up in the morning to go work out because you want to lose that 25 pounds? What are these things doing? Is any of that helping you? Yeah. Well, we're going to have Brandy on next week, and we're going to her. She has a little bit more of a boots-on-the-ground kind of um, perspective with what's going on with COVID. As we know, she's a first responder. Well, not necessarily. She's nurse. a nurse. That's a, that's first responder. And um, lines. she's on the front lines, this whole thing. And um, you know, I'll leave it up to her to articulated more but um you know it's it's affecting people on a whole different level and then you hear a podcast like this and it's telling you to be positive it's telling you to look for the bright side of things to work on yourself to keep it pushing basically and i know for a lot of you that has to be hard to hear and it has to sound like oh these two are just blown smoke but I think that now is the most important time to really double the fuck down put your nose down and get through this because again in my experience I don't really know but if you I think that if you let this shit consume you it can only set you back in your journey you know, at recovery in your journey in mental health. Yes, this when you talk, just what you're talking about there. Can you right now change what's happening? Mm-mm. Can you in the world? Can you change it? No. Can I change it? No. What can we change right now? 
just what we're doing. Yeah, that's exactly. what I mean. And it's and and if and I don't want to go down this hole either, like you said. But if if each person in this world right now would stop and look at their lives and see what they can do to better their life, which in turn would better somebody else's life, probably wouldn't have as much of what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because that's not what we're about, and that's not something. Well, the political that, stuff, yeah, but like the fucking pandemic. <clears throat> yeah. That's out of nowhere, dude. I mean, I don't think, I think at the beginning of this, and I also want to give us credit for taking 14 weeks without talking about this. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, That's probably affecting. Me, I know it's affecting a lot of people. I lives. mean, it, it, back in March when this started, they, they fucking said, what, six weeks? Yeah. And that was a year ago almost. And Pretty we're still doing bro. it. So like, I don't know if you could be like... I don't know if you could just wait for it to end is what I'm saying. I, I think that you have to take the information that, you know, not only in our podcast, but anything related to this, it's more pertinent than ever because it, it just seems so dark out there. And every time I look on Facebook, every time I look on Instagram, every time I look on Twitter, especially, or the news or, you know, just my front page of, my cell phone when I pick it up, whatever, CNN or MSNBC or... It's just all negativity. And to be a person fighting the fight against PTSD, fighting the fight against depression or addiction or any of that, like, I can't imagine the amount of stress that this shit is adding to somebody that's already gone through it. So I think that it's even more important at this point to find those extra minutes. To 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 write. Um, to focus on you. What's the woman? Times. What's the woman's name that painted that sweet picture on uh, in the group? There's two that I can't I remember. See, but there's, I don't know which one. Somebody no. we'll look. Uh, well, somebody you, Terry, and then you have. Was it Terry that did it? <sighs> that would have been the most recent. Yeah, and she then care. She posted a painting in her in in the group maybe today or yesterday, but like to find time to do that in these uncertain times, I think is incredible. The fact that she, um, I think she said she wasn't able to go to counseling that day. So instead she painted. That would be Terry. And, um, that alone to me, I mean, she deserves a standing ovation for something like that because that's the kind of mentality I think you have to have don't you think? I, I think, do agree. I think that that's the kind of mentality that is infectious. I think that people could look at that and be like, oh, she didn't make the counseling today, but look at this this amazing painting. And I know that everybody doesn't have the ability to paint or... or, or it doesn't artistic, have to be painting. But it could be anything could be, like that. And I, I assume it's it's Terry we're talking about because that was the one this week. Like she I didn't was thinking say, Carol I'm, posts a lot of paintings too, but I think it's Terry we're talking about. Yeah. I... I she didn't say, oh, I miss counseling, so fuck it. I'm going to drink or I'm going to... You know, she found yeah. something else therapeutic to do, which means that if her tell... If she doesn't have the deepest tool belt, it's getting deeper, it looks like. I mean, yeah. to be able to adjust on the fly like that, to be able to find an outlet that is going to uh, give you and some was, sort of therapeutic... It was her release. decision. Yeah. 
nothing that anybody could have done could have made her do that. I see people all the time that I know are struggling and they just, they just don't. They don't move forward. They don't look forward. They don't want to face the trauma. They don't want to do the, the healing part and there's nothing I could do. I've gotten to a point with some people that I just, I wish them the best luck. And if you need to talk to me ever, I'm there, but I can't make anybody do anything. So I, I think by listening to what we talk about and talk about how I do things and all that, that there are people out there now picking up like, hey, I can't get to counseling tonight because of whatever. So, yeah. you know, I can't take an hour out of my day, which is fine because that's very possible not to find an hour and day to get to do that. But instead of her stopping that day, like you said, I don't know how long that picture took or anything like that. Yeah. But maybe let's say they took 20 minutes to write or draw or paint or carry out whatever they do for their mental health they're taking the time to continue to go forward and not letting one situation pull them back like she couldn't make it you know she could have easily done nothing that day like you said drank or i don't know any other or like let it affect her like fuck i didn't get there so now now i'm, I'm messed up a shitty day yeah because she's probably I'm sure in therapy you end up like looking forward to those therapy sessions. I did. I mean, I was the best right afterwards. Usually, it was yeah. like that in the gym and running. Like those were the three times then that I felt my best. Yeah, you feel the best. That's what I mean. <clears throat> so to miss that, that's pretty like monumental. Yeah, and it's about ju- adjusting in every aspect of life. And we're talking that's anything. I mean, throughout a day to day functions you're gonna have ups and downs you may never had any trauma in your life at all but there's gonna be some kind of stress in your life at some point everybody gets knocked down at some point i don't care if it's you graduated college and you're like i'm getting this awesome job i have a college degree now and then next thing you know you're working doing very minimal pay doing something you had no interest in doing yeah that's stressful that's you could let that affect you forever if you continue to work at that job, do your best at job, and keep trying for other jobs. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just talking with that because I don't want to say that everything in life is a major trauma. It could be a stressor, too. Yeah. You know, like we talk about losing a job or maybe not having a job you want or something at work. You don't get the promotion you want. Okay, do you stop trying at work now because of one, one time you didn't get a promotion or do you keep working your ass off to prove, like, Next time that promotion comes up, there's no way they're going to ever pass, um, pass me over. Again, that's up to you. I've watched many people not get something they wanted in this world, and that's it. They don't work as hard as they could. They complain the whole time. Well, what if that person just said, okay, it didn't happen this time, but you still want that promotion, right, or that yeah. job. So the only way to get it is to now buckle down even harder and go, Maybe I didn't do it as hard as I could have last time. Now I'm going to work double what I used to do, and that next promotion is mine or job, position, whatever. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that now we preach moving on, moving forward, moving, but do you think that it's beneficial for something to happen that happens to, like, take a minute or however long to... To fill that. So, like, say your fucking house gets foreclosed on. I could never just tell somebody, oh, you got to move forward from that. 
I agree. There's so do you like feel that like acknowledge it? Be like, this is the fu- this is the worst. Yeah, you. Have That's to. okay too, though, right? It's absolutely. I'm saying you don't want that to sit a year two later. You're still dwelling on the same thing. So you don't want it to. You be need a gap. You need a we'll call it a grieving gap in any situation that gets you down. You need to fill that. You need to have the emotional response to it because if you start getting to the point you have no emotional response to that kind of stuff, then. I mean, that's probably what happened to me. I was blocking things out. I had no response. I didn't feel anything. So you have to take that time to fill that time. But that's I don't what I mean, think like fill the fill the fill the negativity and the sadness and the like. If you get stress. fired, yeah, like when you get fired, like don't just be numb to it either. No. Is what we're not. Saying I did that. that. I numbed it for over a year. Numbing it is the problem. Yes. So Filling if you it fill and it, moving forward is what we're supposed yes, to be. Yes, you doing. have to fill it, and we're talking like that kind of stuff, houses and jobs and things like that. You have to fill it. You have to have that moment with your family of being sad and upset and stressed. But then you have to also take it to yourself and go, okay, now we need to fix this. How do we fix this? So, so take some time, even like in a breakup. You've had breakups. Yeah, you have to take time. Like, should, there's let a gap it hurt. And, Watch forgetting Sarah Marshall on replay, <laughs> and uh, then f- wait till you're in place. Like you know, but once you're in a, a better place, you're not going to be all the way better, but like a little bit better. I don't expect you after getting bro- being in a relationship for the first for ten years, getting broken up with or divorced, and then the next day be like, all right, I'm. I'm no, moving forward. You have to have that grieving phase. I mean, I, I, I think that is even probably the best terminology for it. You need to grieve. You need to feel that. It's, you can't block stuff out and walk through life never feeling. Because when you start doing that, that's when starts, it starts to build up. And you don't even realize it's building up. And next thing you know, you're drinking five times a week. Yeah. Or being super negative every single day. Because now you're just pushing stuff away when that's not what we want you to do. We want you to feel that, have the emotions go through, process everything that's happening, it. acknowledge it, yeah, and then try to figure out how are we going to make this better. No. So I think that that's a more um, articulate way of saying it. I think that because yeah, and that's with everything. We're not saying no. skip over the grieving phase. Like that's not possible. You have to grieve because those emotions have to come out. Because I don't want somebody to. Mi- think that we're saying just just keep pushing just fuck it keep like that's not what we're saying we're saying for sure and you know feel that feel that loss feel that whatever and then you know game plan to get out of it and find time to work on yourself find time to work on your relationship find time to redo your resume find time to do those things because you have to eventually get back on track. And I think that's a recurrent theme in all of our podcasts is when you're in the throes of a mental health situation. I think that after hearing all this and researching and listening, that the the easy road is the road that most people take. And the easy road is isolating yourself, not taking the time you know, oh, I don't feel like the roads are looking bad. I'm not going to go to the gym today. And there's just like a not even an inch of snow. And I so think that the, the, most goes. people, not even people that are dealing with mental health per se. I think that most people just are ready to take the easy way. Mm-hmm. And if you are 
affected by mental health issues or depression or addiction or anything like that. I think that you have to take the harder road because that road leads to a better place. The yeah. easier road yeah. just leads to more of the same, would you say? I Yeah, I talk about it. I did that little audio bit this day, today that you can live the life you have right now and you just keep living it, right? Keep going, whatever. It's fine. You're not... You're not that stressed. You think everything's fine. Or you can go to the, the right on the right and put the work in. Do do the writing. Do the healing. Set goals. Achieve these goals. Like, I don't... I can't imagine not having goals at all. Like, yeah, okay, you got that great job. You're making whatever you're making. You got your wife, your kids. And you're going to work every day and you, you, you think you've reached the pinnacle. Everything's exciting. Everything's happy. But how much more could you do? Like... Yeah. Do you want that last day of your life, you know, you're 80 years old or 75, and then you, I'm like, man, I didn't do this, this, or that, but you could have. And that's usually what you see, I think, a lot is when people get older, they start realizing that, well, I missed out on a lot of opportunities. I missed out on a lot of things that I could have done if I had just did a little bit more work. And it's not necessarily financial, what you're talking about, right? No, that's not to be financial. You, the job may not even be that important to you, the money-wise of the job, but it's a certain job you want. Find the job that makes you happy. I know a lot of people that make a lot of money that are miserable every yeah, single day. Yeah. And I'm like, so you make double what most people make, but you're not happy at all. So why are you doing it? And some people, it is about the money. And if it is for you, then that that's up to you. But find what that extra step you can do to make things better for you, make things better for your family. You can make, like I said, the worst part is when you're making, you know, somebody's making a couple hundred thousand a year, but you're going home miserable. How's that affecting your wife? How's it affecting your kids? All that stuff. And what As kind of example does that set for your yeah. kids? Um, we talk about our time, like when you're miserable, there's multiple people around you being affected, even if you don't think they are. Our individuals affect many people over time. So, you you have to have goals to make you happy. Find what makes you happy. Find what you're working towards. Continue to heal and live that life that you deserve to live. Don't don't accept it. Well, it just is what it is. This is where I'm at. That's that's not it's unacceptable, really, to say it say it. I mean that might sound harsh, but it's it's unacceptable. But at the same time, if you decide to do that, that's your decision and that's up to you. I'm not, we're not going to judge. We're not going to say anything. But we're going to let you know that you have opportunities out there to do more if you want. We see it all the time. I mean, look back at I – mean, I don't know. I'll say me for him. Like, I could have went a way different path than I went. And we're going way back years ago before any of this job or anything like that. But instead, I pushed. I went to college. I graduated with a bachelor's. I got out. I worked some real shitty jobs. And then I finally got the job I've always wanted. But, you know, at the end of the day, I never stopped. Never stopped trying. Never stopped pushing to my goals. And, yeah, maybe I didn't get through everything as quickly as I'd like. But what did I do? I adjusted. And I got to pretty much now a place that I could say that, like, we're doing more. We're working harder. We're setting goals. We're a lot of things we're working on. And I could have been content, you know. A couple years ago, I was content. I got the job I wanted. 
But now I realize like there's so much more I could do. I can have this job and I'm happy with, but I can also do, you know, podcasts, social media, maybe a book at some point, whatever. So why did I just, you know, for so long, I just stopped and was content because at that time it was, oh, I reached all my goals. But as life goes, I think we have to set new goals. If you if you ever stop having goals, then what, what are you doing? I mean, do you think you being afraid of regrets fuels you a little bit? Do you? Think why that- I do this every week? Why I push through it every week? That's why I continue to do my journaling. I continue to try to write this book and push things because I don't want to. Now I've seen what I can do and what we can do and how many people we can truly reach doing this. Yeah. Um, if I just stopped, I mean, aren't there going to be regrets? And I'm not saying you have to do it at this level. You don't have to do a podcast. You don't need to write a book. You don't need this. You need to find what works for you and see. Maybe it's once a week you go donate a couple hours to whatever, a local shelter or a, a kid's shelter, whatever, at, the, at, the, at a YMCA, things like that. Like, Try to find things that make you happy. How are you bettering your life? How are you bettering somebody else's life? Like, don't just... But you talked about it last week, maybe. Like, you get content. I go to work. I buy a house. I have this. Well, in, in theory, yes. But you said that, like, you were just doing that, but you're not. I mean, you're doing a podcast with me. You're yeah. doing research on this stuff. So even you have realized, like, well, maybe there's more we could do. Different businesses, things like that. I mean, why stop just... Because you have a paycheck every week that pays your mortgage. Oh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was not interested. Not I shouldn't say interested. I wasn't curious about helping people before. Before It wasn't that I was oblivious to what was going on. I just thought that I'm unqualified. I'm... You don't have... Like, who the fuck am I to tell somebody anything? And it's like a kind of you mind your business. You know, I just mind my business and hope that everybody's good. But now that I see that a lot of people are open to suggestions and open to conversations and are interested and really just because of the place they are in their life can't maybe see it from an objective viewpoint like you don't need to be a doctor I or uh I know that now. Like I would never give medical advice. No, for sure. I mean there's certain your certain points. But I mean, if we wanted to get in more detail, which we won't, because think some things are personal in life. Yeah, you've done a lot more than you probably thought you would have done ten years ago. Oh hell yeah! So I mean, if that's professionally, ten years or, ago, how old was I? Twenty six. Yeah, even five, before no. that, I mean, go to when we were in college and stuff. We would have never talked about. I mean, I always talked about certain things and I achieved myself, but there was just a lot more been achieved since college that we would have never even thought was possible to be honest mm-hmm. and a lot of it's on your side also professionally yeah so i mean there's i don't think there's a limit to what anybody can do if you work at it and you set your goals somebody's limit may be higher than the other person but it's also each individual person what makes them go to bed at night happy like feel, sleep. so like you think ultimately feeling feeling fulfilled yep is the goal here yeah, I mean, and that you that you know is a you think being happy and feeling fulfilled is the same thing. Yeah, I think that's the way you become happy is if you're fulfilled, your self fulfillment. Again, a lot of this always comes back to you, 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 because yeah. it is. You're the it's, only person that could do it. Yeah, you can't. I had lots a lot of people that you think are happy, but then when you get to know them and you're like, 
you're living somebody else's life. Yeah, like, yeah. you're making your husband happy. Are you living through a boyfriend? Like, are you happy, though? Are you happy? No. I mean, some are, yes, that's fine. But yeah. I've met a lot that when you really start talking to them and listening, they're telling you about things they wish they would have done, they, they want to do, and you're like, well, why aren't you? And it's, well, my boyfriend doesn't want me to, or girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, so you're content with a person you're with it's like well I don't care about your goals we're doing my goals like and you have to ask yourself is that are you fine with that or not if you're fine then that's up that's fine go for it go do it but you have to find what works for you and what makes you happy and when you're content when you're happy maybe just posting stuff on a page of your own makes you feel better because you see People are responding to it, and you're making somebody's day at some point better because of something you read. And if that's something that makes you fulfilled and you feel good about, then that's good. You're doing more than a lot of people are. But there's so many people, I think, that when they get older, they realize, man, I didn't do anything that I really wanted to. Like, I think I posted something a long time ago. I said, as a kid, everybody as a kid has all these ambitions and all these dreams but then if you sit down and look back at some of that and you're like 50, 60, 70, you're like, well, why didn't you do any of them? I mean, I get it. Maybe trauma affected you. Maybe the right circumstances weren't there. But all that can be overcome if you keep healing, doing the therapy, doing that stuff, and adjusting your goals as you go. Again, I mean, maybe you're like, well, now I'm, you know, way out of weight and I'm, I'm not healthy. Okay, well, then start today. Go walk for a mile. I'm not yeah. saying go run 20 miles tomorrow. Yeah. Start where you can. I mean, David Goggins, when he started to run before, when he was said he was 300 pounds before the Navy SEALs, he couldn't do it. So what do he do? He started riding a bike. Find something. I want to say this about David Goggins. Shout out David Goggins, by the way. But you like that you, that stuff that he does that helps you. For me, he's way too much. Internet personalities like that, I don't think those translate well to regular everyday people, especially me. Like I'm like, this dude is entirely too first of all, he never has a shirt on somehow. And secondly, he's like always yelling at himself and, and I'm not saying being aggressive. Use everything I'm not he says. Individual I'm not taking a shot at him. I'm just saying there's a lot of people like that. But I think like you need to... overly intense. I don't think you have to be like that either. Yeah, I'm sure the field and the, the positions he's held. There's a the, lot of people on... In the military, that they are, that's their part of their they're like, lifestyle. They're like, pussy, wake up and... I'm and in a sense, I mean, you don't want to say that. That's not what we're portraying. But I think you need to find your goals and start where you can. Exactly. And a lot of it is self-reflection. What can you do to accomplish these goals? You don't got to be that intense, though, is what I'm saying. No. I mean, I'm not that intense. I mean, well, I, I mean, do all the goals. I do the working out. I do all this yeah. stuff. But I look at his, and I take what I can Well, that shit him. motivates you, is what I'm saying. I don't know if that would work for everybody else, though. I think he, he touches a lot of... He affects a lot of people, and what he's doing is great. Yeah. But I don't know. And I'm, and we just used him. I hate the fact that I'm singling this dude out because he does great work. But there's a lot of people on the internet that are so intense. I think that that turns people off. Because That's, they're like, I'm not... Like, I'm not going to fucking... I'm not going to war here. Yeah. 
Like, I'm just fat, and I'm trying to not be fat anymore. But, I mean, take what you can from somebody, so take whatever I can from it, and I, I adjust it to my daily life. So even though he's intense, you can still find... I think so. I don't think you have... To, I don't know. I mean, I've stood in the mirror and said things to me that a lot of people probably would never accept or say. Yeah. Might not work for them, but they still have to look in the mirror and say, all right, um, I need to lose 25 pounds or whatever it is. Yeah. 50 pounds, 60 pounds, and say... How do I do that? You still look in the mirror. You just have to figure out a game plan. You don't have to call yourself fat and this and yeah. that and shame yourself because that's not going to work for everybody. Because it works for not, me. Shaming is a work. Yeah, and everybody's different. Shame but in that works. case, you still the, what's the ultimate goal? You still have to sit down and have a game plan on how you're going to do it. So, okay, I want to lose 30 pounds, but I can't run a mile. I can't even run a mile right now. You say to yourself, well, then don't run a mile. Walk. Yeah. Ride a bike. Join a gym. Find what you can do that gets your heart rate up, that's safe, first of all. And work towards it, yes. Yeah. We're not saying go out and run a marathon tomorrow if you haven't worked out in 20 years. Because I think a lot, of, the, a lot of those dudes, that's how they come off. Like, oh, I ran 100 miles barefoot and didn't even train for it yeah. before. I just did it. Mental toughness. And, like, I don't know if everybody... You have to be safe like with a, it when you train. Like Find I, what works for you. There was some dude, he was on the... Uh, it's I, I can't remember his name, but he's on this banana diet where this dude just eats bananas. Yeah, he was like, oh, I was 380 pounds and I just eat bananas. Yeah, like no. me, I'm not accepting that. And, uh, and he was like, you got to be mentally tough. You don't need that fucking cheeseburger. All you need is this right here. And he's like laying on this bushel of bananas, dude. <laughs> Like, and I mean, like, some of those are tense. tense. And then you have to wonder, like, some people like that, is some of that even... Is that real? Like, is no, that real? for sure. Only been only bananas. You yeah, be sick. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure. But I mean, I think, but there's a there's a fine line in between. Like, obviously, that intensity is great in some aspects, and it works for some. I like it. But your spark doesn't have to be an intense no. ass spark. No, because when be... you're struggling through PTSD, there's certain times like you can't do that to yourself because that's going to beat you down even more. Yeah. So you have to see like, okay, that's not going to work for me because. I'm already feeling like shit about myself and I have no self-confidence. So how is pushing yourself more down going to work? You're not. You're going to find the small goals at that point and achieve those small goals. And that's what you're going to build off of during that time. But then there's also a middle ground of, you know, the quote, you know, don't be a sugar cookie. Like you have to, this is a battle against you in any way you look at it. If it's goals, battling mental health, battling trauma, it's still a battle with yourself. Yeah. So it's still a battle. It's just a matter of what, how you you approach it and how do you set your goals to get through all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the level of intensity, can, you could adjust to you is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I took to... from him, like I remember, for example, it was like I used to write things down that I would remind myself like you didn't do this today or you didn't do that yesterday when I was healing and then it became like my self mirror looking again, you spent an hour doing this and you could have done writing or you could have worked out or you could have draw drawn something so you have to remind yourself sometimes to write down that stuff and then you can look back and go hmm, last week i wasted three hours doing this when i could have been doing something to be more productive yeah to move towards your goal yep so uh, and i'm a huge firmer believer of writing your successes down and your and 
I don't like using the word failures because failing, in my opinion, is only when you stop trying. Yeah. So write down your successes, but also write down when something didn't work. So if it didn't work that day for you writing when you felt that way, well, write it down because the next week when you felt that way, maybe you don't want to write then. Maybe there's something else you can do to help that. Call a friend, um, draw something maybe he's working or watch a video, read a book, something. So you need to know how to come back from those obstacles or whatever word you want to use and do it the right way next week. Because I always say we, we don't. We don't fail. We just find a way that didn't work. Yeah, I feel like those are those learning experiences too. To figure out, yep. you know, when stuff didn't work, you just you do find that. a new way to do it. Um, but so ultimately, yeah, like I'm super excited for the Brandy episode because she's going to talk a lot about that, and it, it's really pertinent. It's really, you know, for the time. Like she's in it, so we'll talk more about. Yeah, I think it'll be good to gun. see. Because I'm not engulfed in that. I mean, my job is no, like out in it, seeing, but I'm not... She's yeah, seeing I'm sick not, people. She's yeah. seeing the people the sick people are affecting. All these numbers that you're seeing on TV, she's seeing in real life. So, you know, nurses handle that a certain way. Doctors handle that a certain way. The receptionist is handling a certain way. So I'm curious to hear that. But I think it is important to find the time, the schedule, to look at it objectively. And... Um, and stop saying, I don't have time. And say you don't have time, yeah, move Find forward. a way to find the time, just it, whatever you have to do. I have a question, though, and you probably don't know the answer, but I <laughs> want to ask this because, and I hope that the people listening will educate me and give us some feedback about, I'm curious about self-harm and why people do it. Um, like, what about self-harm? Because there's a lot of self-harm. Mm-hmm. And did you go through any self-harm issues? Not like I think what you're talking about. Self-harm could be considered drinking too, I guess, or doing drugs. But I'm talking about like physically hurting yourself. Like people Cutting cut, and... people pull their eyebrows out, their hair I, no, out. I did not go through that. Um, I think, th- and then that, what I found, they're embarrassed by that. But some, during it, supposedly it makes them feel better, I guess. I don't know. Is it I like a release? Anything. Is it like a release of stress? Is it like uh I think it's a little different drinking and using different drugs too. I think that's because you're blocking stuff out. That. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, when we have your, when we have your out. therapist on, I, that's we'll I want to know about that. Later yeah, she agreed to come on, so we're gonna have her. But anybody listening, if you have any experience, without being, you don't gotta do a private message. Yeah, you don't gotta blow or if it you up. Feel comfortable, put it out. But I I even tried to post some stuff in the group about like ways of dealing with your urge to harm. To self-harm, but I'm just curious, like, why does, I just don't understand it. I'd, I'd like more information about it. Um, obviously, when you read it on the internet, there's a thousand You don't different, know it's right, so it'd be great to hear from a... It would be great to hear from somebody that actually dealt with it or is dealing with it. And I just want to know, you know, what know it that. does for, like, what it, what does it, what does it do for you? Was it something 
that you just came to you, do you think? Like, do you, are you so depressed or whatever? You're like, I just need to, or is it because you're numb feeling? So you want to feel, so that manifests in you hurting yourself? Um, you know, I, I don't know necessarily what comes with that. And I, I don't, I don't have any experience with that. I actually don't know. What do you think though? Like wh- someone that's dealt with that. Why? I, think it, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't give a big insight in that one. I really can't. I don't even, I've never had anybody disclose that to me in any conversation. So I don't know. I've read stuff and I, I have read that it helps release stress and tension. But then at the same time, as you're releasing that, you feel shameful doing it. From what That's I've what I mean. Read, well, so like, it's... do you wear, like, people wear long sleeve shirts, um, things like that. I think we'll be able to clarify that once the therapist comes on. Well, she'll have, she, even a therapist, I mean, I'm sure she knows from a book why. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'd like to hear from someone who actually dealt with it. Now, yeah, I've, I think I've talked like to several it. people, and their answer was, I don't know why I do it. And if they're still doing it, then that so, would explain why they still are doing it, right, I guess. Wait, what? If they're still doing it and they don't know why, then they're probably still doing it. They are still doing it, that's what I'm saying. So they I don't know why they do it. If, if we can figure out why, maybe that would help us understand it and then maybe help us have some... Yeah, I'm trying to understand, different like... opinions on it. I just wonder why that... Because it's superficial always. It's not... Not always. Let me take that directly to fuck back. Most of the time, it's just superficial wounds. Like, it's not enough to, like, you're not trying to kill yourself. No, no. There's a lot to... But you're trying to just hurt, which I don't understand. I honestly, I don't know. I I hope somebody can reach out to us. Yeah, so please reach out to us. Let us know and... Also, keep reaching out with questions. If you have questions, it doesn't have to be strictly about mental health and trauma and PTSD. I mean, if you have other questions like, hey, maybe somebody has a question about workouts or questions about how do you even start setting goals or what process do you do to achieve these goals? I mean, we'll give... Yeah, I mean, we've these goals. Or he or, can, he'll talk to you about some of his goals. He's supposed to not be eating sugar right now. I don't know if that's real. Strong. I'll double nope, check. I'm way down on it. Go look in the fridge. I'll double check that. Um, Still sticking to it. Yeah, so just basically reach out. We want to hear more interaction. There's a lot of you that do reach out. But um, for me, I'd like to know more about that because I'm trying to – I'd like to be able to give advice when approached with that specific part of mental health. And uh, I think self-harm, it just seems – it just seems dark, bro. Yeah, it definitely is. It means, uh, like, I don't know if they feel like they ran out of other options or, you know. I assume, probably. I don't know. So reach out. Um, we'll be with Brandy next week. Uh, that'll be a great podcast. We have some great guests coming after that. We're going to have Jiu-Jitsu Jake on again. We're going to have Sweet and Sour Chris on again. We're going to have um, the therapist on. I don't know what name. <laughs> um, we're gonna have a some veterans on. There's some of you that reached out to us 
um, that you wanted to be on the podcast, this week or next week, I will be um, messaging you to set up that. Um, even if we can't do a full hour or two hours with you, we would like to do at least you know, 20, 30 minutes and uh, we'll like put that together somehow and get some people on because I want to I want listeners to hear from other listeners that may or may not be in our groups or things like that. So we're trying to get some more interaction from listeners because I think that's what this is for. I mean, this is for yeah. This is supposed to be a place to reach out, talk about reach out. Yeah. Stuff. So also make sure you, you rate and review on iTunes. Tony posted. Um, where you could find the podcast on other platforms, whether it's Spotify. There's about 10 different... There's a th- yeah, thousand. Yeah, the major ones, really, what Spotify. We're on everything, play. basically. They're on everything. Yeah. Heck, Google us. See if you can't find us, Google us, and it'll come up. Yeah, rate and review on iTunes. That helps us get seen so more people can get helped. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back again on Sunday with some From the Farm with Brandy. Make sure you check out the social medias, Twitter behind the badge five, Instagram behind the badge zero zero two, Facebook's badge Tony, and the group is behind the badge Demons Within. Make sure you check out Redcon One products, use T20 badge to get 20% off, and make sure you check out Reps for vets awesome another awesome company that's doing stuff for the mental health world also and use get 10 percent off there if you use the sport 10 and of course if you're looking for a little extra energy throughout the day blue line coffee great coffee yeah it is it's really good and um i also want to thank the people that are active in the behind the badge group um is it karma Karma. Karma. And uh, what was the woman that did the painting? Terry. And Amy, was she posting? Yep. They've uh, been very active in the group. Active in the group, showing your goals, showing your workouts, discussing it. Like, that's what that's for. That is you. I can't thank you enough. Lori, I can't thank you enough. Um, I hope all you are doing well. And uh, we'll check in with you on Sunday. We'll be with Brandy. You got anything to say in remember, closing time? Just remember, tomorrow's Monday. It's up to you. It's up to you on Monday. Um, no Steelers, which is devastating. I wish I had more Steeler news for you today. Who are you rooting for? No. Nobody. Nobody. No, you're just done. Yep. You're just done. You don't have any. Nope. You got nothing. I got nothing. You're not a Green Bay fan now like I am? No, nope, I <laughs> stuck the one. <laughs> Laurel. You're just loyal. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Later.